if you were to put it on paper, it would be you think plus you thought equals risk, where risk can't be solved because you don't know what you don't think of. Welcome to Mind Words, where we break down quotes from thought leaders past and present to help with the growth mindset. Today's quote comes from Carl Richards, who is a certified financial planner and creator of the Sketch Guy column, appearing weekly in the New York Times since 2010. In addition, he is director and he is director of investor education of the Blam BAM Alliance, a community of over 130 independent wealth management firms. In his book entitled The Behavior Gap, Simple Ways to Stop Doing Dumb Things with, you, with Money, which debuted in 2012, Carl provides the following quote, risk is what's left over when you think you thought of everything. To provide some insight into Carl Richard's framework, I'll read it short excerpt from his book, The Behavior Gap. It's not that we're dumb. We're wired to avoid pain and pursue pleasure and security. It feels right to sell when everyone around us is scared and to buy when everyone feels great. It may feel right, but it's not rational. I want to get your, John, I want to get your initial thoughts on this quote. However, I would first like to get an idea of where you see yourself with respect to risk. Would you say you're risk adverse or more risk tolerant? I think I'm more risk adverse. All right. Definitely not risk tolerant, but I guess just depends on the situation, I guess. But stock market wise, definitely risk adverse. Gotcha. Um, Looking back in life, would you would you wish you were more risk tolerant with respect to certain things? Yes and no, but the only reason I'm uh just an example for stock market, mm -hmm. uh, more risk adverse to it is because uh, in like, I think it was 2017 or 2018, there was mm -hmm. like a huge run up of weed stocks. And this is when there was like talks of it being legalized and everything. I remember, yes. So I read this like Motley Fool article, mm -hmm. like top four weed stocks to buy right now. And by this time, it already hit it. It just hit its peak. Okay. Or it was just about to hit its peak. And then they're like, top four week stocks to, to buy and hold and get rich. <laughs> and then <laughs> I put in probably $4,000 more or less on two weed stocks that they mentioned. Never looked at it until 2020. And then I looked at it and that was back then when it was on it at its all-time high. Right. And then I lost 3000 out of $4,000. So 75% of it more or less is gone. The Motley so, Fool, the Motley Fool trap. Yeah, Motley fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't right. sue me. Yeah, yeah. But then I I kind of learned more about uh every right. in particular this, the stock market. Um but I'm in certain aspects of my life, I'm not risk adverse. So okay. I guess anything that has to do with investing in myself, mainly education, I'll pull the trigger right away unless right, it's unless it's education like a master's degree right <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh yeah that's my take on uh all right on so, risk so let's just go back to that first part of my question what are your initial thoughts about the quote um give me some of your insights yeah i think the first thing it takes me to is is business, but it could be applied to anything. Before I got into the bubble tea business a few years ago, mm -hmm. 
which uh, word of advice, don't go into the food service industry. It's the worst. So before I went in, I really wanted to open a bar. I was a huge drinker back then. I really wanted to open like a boutique bar and probably like a speakeasy, something like that. So I reached out to every business owner that I knew, uh, no matter what they did. And I just wanted to ask them what the ins and outs of their businesses were and what the pros and cons of their businesses were, even though, even if it wasn't food service related. Right. So I went to these, these guys in bubble tea and I was just asking them. Um, and one of them, his name is Kendi. So Kendi was like answering my question, super nice. And he said to me, it's not the things you, you think of, and then it goes wrong. Those aren't the issues. It's the things you have no idea that you needed to know that are such pains in the ass. And that's it's what so you right. have to worry about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what I thought of, man. And I that mean, could be. Thing that, I think it was excellent that you first spoke. You reached out to people who actually in the business. I think that's a way of, <laughs> you know, decreasing your risk by first becoming a little knowledgeable in that area. And one of the best things you can do is what you did. And that's to go to someone who's in it. But yes, you can't, it's really hard to plan for the unexpected. Yeah, you can't foresee everything. I know, definitely, go ahead. And it's, yeah, the things you don't know. That's I a, know. That's what's crazy, man. <laughs> I know, of course, this, this quote brings to mind Nassim Taleb's Black Swan Theory you know, which is a metaphor that describes an event that comes as a surprise, has a major effect, and is often inappropriately rationalized after the fact with the benefit of hindsight. Pretty much you'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I should have thought of that, but you can't see it. Were you ever in a situation where there was a situation that you couldn't foresee the circumstance and you're just like, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> like this sucks oh man you know you always you catch me with these questions giving examples and i don't i don't prepare well enough in the sense where i could give let me think about it let me think about it. Right, i can't think right. of something right you now you could give me a, a general thing and then i could give you an example from my life <laughs> all right um let me see i think well i do think it's important to i guess prepare for unknown risk you know and I think that's where we have to, it's important to have a margin of error for a margin of safety. That includes things like savings, decent credit, your health, many key factors in your life, which I guess will help cushion your fall when you're hit with these surprises. Obviously, I don't really have to give an example of just having a nest egg, you know, just have money just in case you need money. <laughs> Uh, decent credit allows you to get more money in case you don't have enough money <laughs> and your health in general. Let's say you open up this tea business. It, fa it failed. God forbid. Um, your health is your greatest asset. It allows you to hit the ground work, you know, hit the ground and work, maybe doing something you never wanted to do, but at least allows you to provide some, some kind of, you know, money or support for your family. And I think that's the framework I've, I've taken out of it. And I'm there. <laughs> there obviously have been situations which I've been in. Let me hear yours. Yeah, sure. That th hearing you talk brings me uh, to an idea that Jack Butcher, this guy from Visualize Value, mm. um, he said, start over when you have the energy to. You're right. So, yeah, you're leveraging your health to, to get through any situation. 
now that we're getting older, it's it's not uh, <laughs> it's not looking good for us. <laughs> uh, the the one I I that really came out to me as well, besides the the bubble tea business that I went into, still around by the way. Uh, just I'm not there anymore. Uh, and besides the weed stocks, the money that I lost, which were risks that I didn't even know of, like right. you would think that putting my money into something, you would think that I would think, oh, I could lose it all. But for some reason, that's not a risk a lot of people ever think of. So just an example. So I learned my lesson with this with this weed example, with this weed stocks and the volatility of the market, just an example. But now you see all these people putting in all these all their money, their life savings and beyond and just going into debt to put it into either a penny stock that they had, they know nothing about. Right. Or some, some crypto that they know nothing about. Right. And then they heard of it when it got to an all time high, when the price was the highest and they're like, Oh, I'm going to put all my, I'm going to bet the whole house into this. There's no like thought of, Oh, I could just lose it all. There's no margin of error. Yeah. And then, what kind of kills me is that like, like even though the 4K that I put in, I lost 3K, like I had a, a feeling that it could be lost, but it, it never really hit me that it could be lost. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be rich from this $4,000, which is usually doesn't work like that. It doesn't work but like um, yeah, then all these, all these people that lost all their money, they're, they're like, they're blaming just an example, Robin Hood or, right. or or some vehicle that helped them take all their money out. Right. So I get that there's shady uh, marketing. And I, I feel like toward the end, and I'm not saying Robinhood was shady or anything was shady, but like in the end, like where, where when is anybody ever like, oh, it's completely my fault, which right. is like, no one wants to take responsibility of their actions anymore. That's true. And that that's true. crazy to me. I know when I hear risk is what's left over when you think you thought of everything. I don't know about you, but um, this quote had the appearance of a mathematical formula. If you, oh, would yeah. have, if you would have put it on paper, it would be you think plus you thought equals risk where risk can't be solved because you don't know what you don't think of. And I think this is one way to look at it. And it kind of explains or goes into the story you just described. Yeah. There was no margin of error is that risk part, which you yeah. don't know. What you call it? With with respect to, to growth, there is risk involved with progress. Vice versa, progress invites risk. In our pursuits, the risk may be, you know, low, moderate, or high. An example of a low, low risk goal would be something like um as simple as you're hungry, you decide to prepare breakfast, obviously an extremely low risk activity, but a flame in a, in a hot pan does involve some kind of risk on the opposite extreme with respect to high risk pursuits. An example would be anything illegal. So, so some welcome advice, avoid anything illegal. That said, it's probably a good idea to know where your pursuits or goals fall along that scale. And I think it's something we do naturally think of we thinking about it we without thinking about it we assess risk every day with every activity and some of us are more risk averse than others um myself i would say 
it depends on what you're talking about, what aspect of my life. I always found myself to be more mis- more risk tolerant. <laughs> I do push things to the limit with certain things. Um, now, what if we were to flip risk upside down and use it as a motivator? My thought is, and you can tell me what you think about this, risk goes in both directions. So while there's a risk of walking to and from school, there's also an opposing risk of not going to school, just like there's a risk of not changing jobs, the risk of being complacent. Now, it's easy to say what I describe is what people do anyway. They just don't call it risk. But that's exactly my point. People use risk as a cop out as opposed to a cop in. And I'm not saying to eliminate the word. It has its place. Just know that if and when using it as a way out, you can also use it as a way in. You understand? Yeah, dude, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) I've never thought of it like that. That's pretty good. (laughs) I had some time to think about it. That's why. Thank you for my (laughs) TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) We should try to put you on a TED talk. I wouldn't do good standing in front of a crowd. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the risk in that. (laughs) There you go. He'll get famous and uh, do talks all over the world. I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, either risk out, risk in, feel like the higher amount of risk, whether both sides, uh, just involves a lot of emotion. So the higher the risk in, and out, in or out involves higher equally matching emotion. So uh, Sean Peary said this and um, someone else said this, but he just paraphrased it. He said, Emotion kills the person. Logic buries the body. I like that. Yeah. I mean, the more more and more you look at things, you realize everything is psychology. Everything, you know? And it's it's why we're fooled by randomness and emotionally driven. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, not crazy. Crazy, not crazy. We think we're making the right decision, but we're not necessarily basing things off of logic. Yeah, I think like something like 90% of decisions are made by emotion. And then you cover it up with logic. So the higher risk tolerance you're going to take, probably the higher emotion you're going to, oh, this is going to go to the moon. This is going to make me rich. (laughs) So in my logical sense, yo, let me take out a huge loan and put, put money onto this this coin or or this like penny stock i i guess at the same time where we hear so many people that take big risks are rewarded and we don't see the other side of it that's just the 0.0001% you know that we do yeah. see and you know they put a spotlight on them and highlight everything that they've done they tell their story, but there's somebody out there with it. Same story, not the same results, you know? Yeah. So, so while the rewards are in the risk, you do have to think about what you're doing. Yeah, I'd like to kind of think, when I think about risk a little bit, I think about Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, of course. And he went to a, ta- a dinner with Charlie Munger. And Charlie Munger was saying all, all, all the logical reasons of why Tesla would fail in its early days. And this was, I think, around the time Tesla went public. So they were on the stock market. So Elon was like kind of tearing up. He was like crying. And 
he like he agreed with Charlie Munger. He's like, dude, these are all logical reasons. But what, then why did Elon stay? He's a smart dude. And he said, so he was working with he was working on growing SpaceX and Tesla at the time. So two companies. And he said, I can't, I can't give up on these projects because they mean so much to me. So he kept working on it. And then now look at it now, like Tesla and SpaceX and now the boring project. And now like, like shipping, uh, he's shipping crap, the fast speed internet to the Ukraine. I forgot it. I forgot what it was called slip in my mind mm. whatever <laughs> uh so he's like killing it right now and he's he been is. killing it for years and he bet on himself he did so he didn't he didn't just say all right let me just throw a lot of my money into all of my paypal money into uh tesla and spacex and hope it works he did it on top of that he like worked on it like crazy he barely slept Right. And in an interview, he said, you don't want to be like, I don't think people would want to be in my mind because it's hard. It's like hard to sleep. You're right. You're right. I can imagine there. Like I said, the risk isn't a reward. Makes me think of this quote. A plane is safe on the ground, but they weren't built to stay there. (laughs) You have to Mm -hmm. you have to take risk. Some degree of risk. And like I said, we all do it. It's just. I think most people are risk adverse and it's, it's, it's kind of smart to be that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it depends on the person, I guess. Yes, 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 yes. Any other quote you want to leave the people with, man? Avoid, avoid the risk of doing nothing. What about yourself? Probably have to be an Elon quote. Let's, let's hear it. Have to find it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We have time, the magic of editing it. editing let me find it real quick all right this is so funny i know why you're looking for it i came across this yeah this quote today let me see if i can find that myself it says until you make until you make the unconscious conscience until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate it made me think about how you know people think think i guess they're being guided by something or but it's really once you have to you have to bring that unconscious all those little things that are really driving you which is psychology you don't really know why you're making the decisions you're making yeah that's a good one all right so the elon one the elon one i was looking for in my notes if something's important enough you should try hey short and sweet short and sweet and i think that's a good note to end on john all right Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And see you next week as we expand the growth mindset. Peace.